0: dare to self-care. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. Hello everyone and welcome back to our community. Back under the blanket for another intro. I am so excited about this episode because i it's another one of those episodes where I finally met an internet friend that I've been talking to, you know, in the DMs and commenting on each other's content and posting about each other. It sounds so creepy now that I'm saying it, but it's just a thing in the YouTuber community. You become friends and it's so nice when I finally get to like have in-depth conversations for a full hour I was going to say face-to-face, but you know, remotely face-to-face with people that I've been friends with online. So I am so happy to have had Jamie on. She is so cute. But before we get into Jamie, let's get into what was in alignment and out of alignment for us this week. As always, I will talk about my week and I want you guys to reflect on yours as well. So what was in alignment for me this week was something that I have never been a fan of, never been able to try before just because of my schedule, and it's afternoon workouts. So maybe this is more of like a student thing, or if you're in my position or just working from home in general, you're able to do this. But anyways, hear me out. I've always been a morning person. So well, maybe not a morning person, but a morning workout person. I've always been, you know, of the camp. And sorry if you hear my dishwasher, I can't imagine you can, but I can, so Apologies if you can. (laughs) I've always been a workout person in the morning. So I've always been of the camp of people who are like, you know, I have to get it done in the morning for several reasons. Number one, before I can just question it and start making excuses, I need to just get it done in the morning. Number two, I have IBS. So I've really been able to get a handle on my IBS this year, knock on wood, but (laughs) In the past, it's always been like, all right, once I eat, I'm going to be bloated for the day, so I just have to get my workout in beforehand, or I'll be bloated and achy and I won't do it, or it'll be a bad workout and it'll hurt, you know, the deal. So for a plethora of reasons, it's always been a morning thing. I've always been, you know, in the corporate world, so I'm at the office all day, and by the time I get out, I'm bloated, I'm tired, there's no workout happening, so I've always wanted to just like get it done in the morning before work. But now that my schedule is all different and if you're new here, you can refer back to a recent episode where I quit the nine-to-five corporate desk life. I do a bunch of different things. I'm still part-time working in PR. I work at Rumble at the front desk. I have this podcast. I have my YouTube channel. So every day is different and I've been loving afternoon workouts this past week. So it's been more like between twelve and four p.m. Once I'm fully awake, fully fueled. Not in the evening because I'll either be doing a rumble shift during the evening shift, or I'm just too tired. So I don't love an evening workout, but more so like, oh, I really have to get this video up or this podcast up. So I'm gonna do that this morning, and then once I'm done with that, and it's twelve o'clock before my four p.m. rumble shift, like I'll get my workout in between twelve and four. And that's sort of how it's come about because I just have deadlines to meet in the morning. But also because I've been extra tired and extra, which we'll talk about if I sound a little nasally. I'm really sorry. We'll talk about it and what was out of alignment for me this week. But I've just been extra tired and a little sick this past week. So for all those reasons, I've been loving the afternoon workouts. Actually, on Friday, I had a double shift. So I worked at Rumble from 6.30 a.m. till one fifteen, and then the second half of the day from 4 to 7. So at 12 to 12.50 during the last class of my shift, I clocked out. I took a class and then I clocked back in to close up shop and it was perfect. So Anyways, I've been loving that. I would love if you guys could DM me and tell me what what time is your favorite workout time, whether it's morning, afternoon, evening. I'd love to know. I think it's very interesting because I feel like everyone has like that that peak time that they'll get a good workout in. And I've been discovering just because of my schedule that the afternoon has been working for me. And honestly, I guess this goes with what's out of alignment for me a bit. I've been like kind of down about not having that workout or not that workout routine. I've been down about not having like the perfect morning routine anymore because my schedule is all over the place. But I'm trying to just embrace it because I'm really loving my schedule. I'm loving how every morning's different. Every day is different. And but I also see the value in having a morning routine and having, you know, setting up your mornings for success where I haven't really been meditating because I don't have that routine down. So I'm trying to, you know, just go with the flow and find find that balance, find a new morning routine, but I've honestly been loving it, so I cannot complain. Let's get into what was out of alignment this week for me, and that has been, I have this virus, it's been making me super tired, my body's like, Jen, you're kind of sick, slow down, and I'm like, no. <laughs> so I had to postpone or reschedule some of my podcast recordings last week, and then this week that means I have like four podcasts to record and I'm just missing my my energy I only rescheduled them because my throat was really hurting last week and my throat is not really that much better this week so just just wish me luck it's not hurting badly but I just feel like it doesn't sound super cute so I think I'm gonna start taking some Dayquil. when I was president of my sorority and I I had the flu during rush and DayQuil saved me that week. So I think I'm just going to take some DayQuil after I record this and take that all week long. Ethan had this little virus before I did. He got tested for COVID and strep and all the things. And it's just a virus. Apparently everyone in New York City is getting it because, you know, we're maskless. We're going out and those random little viruses and common colds that we used to get are coming back around. So it's not that fun because I need my energy. I'm, you know, I'm like a, a productivity bunny. <laughs> but anyway, let's breathe in what was in alignment for us this week and breathe out what was out of alignment for us this week. <sighs> okay, let's introduce this week's guest. Her name is Jamie Falk. Jamie is a YouTuber focusing on all things health and wellness. She tries out viral workout programs and fitness trends weekly while also working a 9-to-5 job. And she just hit twenty thousand subscribers this week so congrats jamie and everyone go subscribe if you're not already if you like my content you'll definitely like hers i do want to give a bit of a trigger warning because we don't go super in depth but we, we do touch on some eating disorders and just like body image struggles that she has had in the past so a bit of a trigger warning for that We also speak about how she competed in aesthetic sports like figure skating and dancing and how that impacted her life and her body image. We touch on who you surround yourself with matters, so surrounding yourself with the right people, finding a workout that you love and enjoy, finding the right workout for you, her journey to posting about health online, it started with Instagram, and her passion for yoga, and how she logistically gets several fitness challenges up a week. Balancing a full-time job with her YouTube channel, how she plans out her content, being authentically you on YouTube. We touch on some of listener questions from you guys, you know, in case you don't know, every week on Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram, I post who's coming up on the podcast so that you guys can give in your listener questions. So keep giving those in. And we also ask what her favorite YouTube workout is, which if you watch Jamie, This is a big, big question for her because she tries them out every single week. So stay tuned for that. And on this note of YouTube, not only subscribe to Jamie, but please subscribe to my YouTube channel if you like my content. I'm actually filming my first ever week in my life vlog. So stay tuned for that. I always do like day in my life vlogs, but we're going to try out the week in my life and see how that goes. I just uploaded a video on how I quit the 9-to-5 life last week, and there was so much support in the comments from so many of you guys in our community, so thank you. I really appreciate it. You have no idea between leaving reviews on here, or leaving comments on my YouTube channel, following the Dare to Self Care pod Instagram, following my Instagram, where I do so many reels these days. It just... Any support that I can get from you guys in our community means the absolute world. It's just another opportunity for us to stay connected, for me to know what you guys want to see from me, and it really helps me out. And I just love, love chatting with you guys on Instagram, on YouTube, and all of the platforms. So thank you so much, and let's listen to this episode with Jamie. Jamie. say something so wrong
1: <laughs>
0: hi Jamie welcome to the podcast hi it's so nice to be here I'm, I'm so, so excited, excited to talk to you we yeah. both fully watch each other's videos so we're so excited to we were just talking before we started recording for like a second and we're so excited to finally just like talk face to face I'm so excited
1: Absolutely, yeah. It doesn't even seem weird that you're here because I've I've just seen you on my screen before, so like (laughs) you just belong.
0: (laughs) We need more vlogs from you. I need more vlog content from you because I just love your personality and like how you come off on screen. I don't even care what the content is. So I would love to see more vlogs. Just a a personal request. (laughs) Okay, noted. I will. I will do more vlogs. That is so sweet of you. Love it. Of course. Okay. So we have to start with your top self-care tip that has played a role in your success.
1: Okay. So for self-care, my big thing is I think it's important to remember that self-care can look different. And that is according, you know, for every person, for even for the person, it depends on where you're at in that moment. Um, what is, what is, what is going on in your life at the moment as well. Because I feel like with self-care, we always see in media, like in the mainstream, like we always see it as like things like taking a bath, like relaxing meditation, journaling, which is all, you know, that's all really great stuff. Like those are all really great things to do. But I feel like, you know, maybe someone might not resonate with meditating or journaling and, doing something else might make them happier or more relaxed or more productive instead. So yeah, I think it's important to remember that. Self-care for me, I find, is a lot more about balancing. So if I'm really super busy with work or with anything or whatnot, self-care for me might be, it could be meditating, it could be doing yoga, it could be taking time for myself, but it could also be ordering a pizza And watching a movie and just relaxing in that way. And then, on the other hand, if I'm feeling like I'm not really busy with work, with YouTube, with whatever, self care might be doing something more productive, like cleaning or reorganizing my kitchen, which I have done before. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, like more productive things or finding a new hobby or, you know, finding something else that you can do to feel productive and like you're doing something. So I feel like that is definitely something very important to remember with self-care is just to listen to what your body and mind really want in that moment and doing that for yourself.
0: I love that because it doesn't have to be like this one thing that you're doing every single day. It can just be what doing what you need in that moment instead of giving all of your energy to other people or forcing yourself to Do something you don't want to do and and trying not to take a break. Like, it's truly just whatever you need in that moment and whatever makes you feel good, not just what you think self-care is supposed to look like. So I love that tip. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I want to – I have so much to talk to you about. Not even sure where to start. I guess we'll go in, like, chronological order because before you were even on YouTube, which I'm sure is where most people know you from – you grew up figure skating, dancing, and I want to just hear about your health journey because I feel like your YouTube channel is focused on fitness. Your Instagram account is literally called Health with Jamie. So I want to hear about your journey. Like how did growing up in those more aesthetic competitive sports lead you onto your health journey because it's not just like you played, I don't know, I just feel like the, the sports that you were involved with, involved with were super aesthetic. And you can correct me if you're wrong, but that's just like the vibe I get from those sports. So yeah, so let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, okay. So in terms of figure skating, that's where my whole journey started when I was a kid. I honestly did not focus too much on the aesthetic at that stage in life because I was a lot younger while I was figure skating. I feel like, I mean, I guess to a point, like I still cared about what my costume was or what color it was and how I looked but it wasn't really a main focus same with like um you know how my body looked I never really thought about that when I was doing figure skating and it might be because I was a kid at the time and I wasn't exposed to as many things or it could have been the fact that to be honest like when I was a kid I was very small like I was I was thin I was short like I was really tiny so issues that might might have come up just weren't coming up with me because naturally that's how I was at the time Um, Mm -hmm. and especially doing all the training that I was doing I didn't really have to worry about that sort of like body aesthetic for the sport but when I started dancing and I continued dancing through to my teenage years throughout high school and that sort of thing those body image aesthetic type things were coming up a bit more, um, not even just in dance, but also in real life, like with my friends and social life and that kind of thing. Um, We all became more aware of aesthetics, of how we looked. um, And, you know, I do have a video on this on my channel called My Fitness Journey, where I delve into this sort of thing. So I don't want to speak too much on it without Um, some sort of a trigger warning or that kind of thing. But I did fall into a pretty downward spiral regarding my body image. Uh, I developed some eating issues um, with all the competitive dance. So I feel like that kind of was not the start to my fitness journey, but is definitely a big focus on what I do now, Um, not focusing so much on the body aesthetic Um, But more on how you feel, what your body can do, because the things we can do are amazing, like with our muscles and that kind of thing. But and all that to say, like, I'm not saying that my entire competitive dance journey was all bad. You know, I did take away some good out of it in terms of the aesthetic part of it. You know, everyone always comments on when I do exercise, like I always have really good form (laughs) And, you know, I can definitely put a lot of that to my dance training because form is such a big thing when you're doing that kind of activity, whether it's pointing your feet, straining your legs or just like having that mind body connection, making sure everything's in alignment and making sure you're not getting injured while doing these sorts of things. So that has definitely been helpful (laughs) in my life now. And then Finally, I feel like a big thing I also have taken from dance in general is just like work ethic, just being able to push through things, that competitive side and that hardcore training and, you know, being put down a lot of the time. I've taken that a lot into my future and have just grown stronger from it. So good things too.
0: Yeah, and that video that you put out is obviously how I know about, you know, how you grew up figure skating and your whole story. And I I do highly encourage, like you said, anyone to go visit that video and obviously with a trigger warning as well. But it's you touched on also, like, the importance of who you surround yourself with because I know you mentioned, you know, then you got to college and you were like, oh, people aren't really – Talking as much about you know the food they eat and the and their weight and like obsessing over it as much and you also mentioned you had a boyfriend and you know he allowed you to feel your self worth so as as important as it is and the first thing that's so important is to find it is to find self worth from within but it's also important to really take a step back and think about who you're spending your time with because something that I journaled on recently because I just got into journaling this year. I like doing different prompts because I just find you, like, learn things about yourself. And one great prompt is, like, who, when I'm around them, like, fills me up and makes me feel my best? And then who's draining my energy? And you really realize, I even realized, like, the other way around of, like, oh, I didn't even realize this person, you know, was so valuable to me and made me feel so good until I did this exercise. So I think it's just so important to really take a step back and understand who you're spending your time with. And that's why it's hard with sports because you can't really choose, you know, who's on your team or what the culture yeah. is when you're in that environment and it becomes all consuming, I hear.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and about that too, like when I was growing up in high school, that's when I was kind of at the peak of my competitive dance career. And so I was spending all my time after school with dancers. And on top of that, I went to an art school, dance. (laughs) So not only was, you know, I was hanging out with dancers after school, but also all my friends in high school were also dancers. So, you know, yeah, being in a group like that, where everyone's focused on what you look like, you know, it, it, it really is consuming on your mind. And I feel like when I graduated high school, went to university, I started hanging out with people that were not dancers, basically for the first time in, like, years and like five or five years at least and it was just kind of a different world to me like oh wow like we don't all care about what we're gonna look like in a bodysuit after dinner tonight (laughs) and (laughs) just like that kind of thing and it definitely opened up my eyes to you know there's more to life than just this obsessing over your body image and what you look like and yeah to talk about my boyfriend and how he helped me it's actually kind of funny um i've i'm a short person (laughs) so i'm five two um i'm very mini and i've always had very short legs to go with my very short body and for a lot of my life dancing like dancers don't want short legs like when you're a dancer you want those beautiful long like imagine like the prima ballerina like those long beautiful legs That will make all of your lines just look amazing. So short legs was not a thing that was desired ever in my circles growing up. And when I met my boyfriend, he uh, called my, he started calling my legs stubbies. (laughs) He made this like little nickname for them. He started calling them stubbies, but he was saying stubby as an endearing term. Like he liked them, but hearing him call my legs stubby for the first time, I was like, why would you say that? And I got really offended the first time he said that. And I was really sad about it. But he, you know, he explained to me, I was like, no, I love your stubbies. Like, that's how I like your <laughs> legs. <laughs> and that made me realize, you know, like, yeah, like, I'm not a ballerina. I'm a human. I'm myself. I'm a person, you know, outside of dance. And, you know, my little short legs can be desirable as well. So I love that. that. (laughs) Yeah. Like that just made me feel a lot more comfortable with my little short legs. And ever since, you know, I haven't had negative feelings towards my legs
0: after that realization. It's crazy how much (laughs) emphasis we put on other people's opinions. But like, if someone says one compliment, you're like, oh, actually I have a great nose or something like that but yeah I I totally get it because my boyfriend and I make fun of each other constantly and it's really only something you can do when you develop self-confidence and I used to get super sensitive over it and now I'm like wow you could never date anyone else because this sounds so cruel but like it's the same thing it's like they make fun of you or they they okay example i actually call my <laughs> boyfriend a big baby cuz he's <laughs> short and has big thick legs oh and it's gosh. like the funniest thing ever but if he were insecure he would probably take such offense to that like i'm literally calling him a short stumpy big baby but like yeah. it's my one of my favorite things about him so i totally get that and sometimes we just need to make light of things to just understand that it's really not a big deal and also okay. there are other body types that can be desirable it's not just the one that we're seeing, you know, in the dancers that you tra- that you admire. There's other yes. body types that are beautiful as well. So I really like that story because I think it's just super relatable. Like, it's not always this big <laughs> spiritual awakening. Like, sometimes it's just a joke. And sometimes yeah. it's just having someone come up with an endearing comment. And, like, it just – it fixes everything.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, literally ever since then, I'm like, oh, yeah, my stubbies.
0: <laughs> love them. <laughs> I love it. So <laughs> when did you get from – I, you mentioned in that video, sorry I keep bringing it up, but, like, I feel yeah, like I yeah. just know your story from that video, that you you started to try and go to the gym and you didn't like the gym. So what did you find, you know, since your dancer and figure skating days to now, like, what did you find that you enjoy doing? Because I know you try out a bunch of different challenges and fitness programs on your channel, but what is it that, that truly gives you joy? If you were to pick a workout tomorrow, what would it be? And then also, like, Any tips on finding what you do love? Because I agree with you. Like, going to the gym bores me to tears. I need Mm. something with a lot more energy (laughs) and where I can focus on something more fun. So I'm with you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, so if I were to pick a workout to do for the rest of my life, and I think a lot of my subscribers on YouTube know this about me, it would definitely be any type of, like, dance, cardio, party workout Because those are just the most fun for me. And, you know, it might be because of my dance background. But I just think, like, putting on some music and jamming out to it is the best form of exercise. Like, you know, like, you're moving your body. You're having fun. You're listening to songs you like. Like, what more could you ask for?
0: (laughs) I agree with you and that that sounds so fun but I'm the worst dancer that it sometimes just gives me more anxiety I'm like am I doing this right what is going on so actually just to give you a different perspective of like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just I'm like fuck I just wish I was better at dancing and then I get in my head but it's so fun like I love going to places like 305 Fitness in the city it's a dance workout studio and I like to go with friends because you just like that helps me not be in my head and just like laugh about it with friends because it is so fun
1: yeah like anything like like zumba class even like yeah it's just so fun and like you know if you go to a physical class like that chances are not everyone's going to be a trained dancer and everyone's just going to be flapping around and having a good time (laughs) so yeah (laughs) I feel like that definitely helps like having people around you that are also you know maybe not as coordinated or trained
0: (laughs) yeah but you know just all having a good time some people really still think that like you need to go to the gym or you need to do strength training or yoga and that's it in order to you know be a fitness person quote unquote or be someone who works out and like stay healthy and it bores them or it just is too hard and they just it just doesn't make them feel good So I really try to bring like all these other workouts. There's boxing. It's super cathartic. Like there's so many different fun workouts where you're more focused on like the task at hand and having fun and the music than doing the same repetitive, you know, bicep curl for an hour. So I know you mentioned that in your video too. (laughs) I'm with you. Like I, my boyfriend loves the gym. He loves like for whatever reason, he loves going to the gym. He knows exactly what to do. He likes like planning his workout in the morning and that's, like, a good challenge for him. I hate it. I don't mm-hmm. have fun. I end up leaving early because I'm, like, I'm bored to death. So yep. <laughs> I completely relate.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally, like, same thing. My boyfriend loves the gym. He's been missing it so much because here in Canada we have been so behind and gyms have yeah. not been open <laughs> still. Um, so he's, you know, still struggling a little with that. But, yeah, it's it's funny that it's so different. Like, he's, like, I need the gym. I I just want to use, like – my bench and do bench presses for like an hour where I'm like, that sounds horrible.
0: (laughs) I'm with you. I don't want to
1: do that. I had a phase, you. you know? Yeah. Like I, when I first stopped dancing and competitively and not doing it so much and, you know, had to find some other form of exercise to fill that time and also to, you know, keep my body active without dance. I tried to go to the gym for, you know, quite a while and, the only thing I really actually enjoy doing funnily enough is running on the treadmill. (laughs) And that's the one thing that I liked, you know, I could, I would put on a podcast and I would just run (laughs) Yeah. and I tried doing other things. Like I would see, you know, people on social media, you know, doing squats all the time. So I'm like, maybe I'll do, I'll do squats and running and I hate squats and did not like doing that at all. But I, kind of forced myself to do it for a while because I you know I didn't see the bigger picture I didn't know that there were other workouts that you could do um so I'm very happy that I've found non-gym non-gymny workouts
0: that agree better agreed agreed are you certified in yoga or is it just because you're a dancer because you are always posting the craziest poses on your Instagram and I'm like is she certified as a yoga instructor what is happening here
1: I am not certified. I, I've i thought about getting my certification for a while. Um, I've definitely done enough hours in yoga to, you know, be yeah. certified if I did the right program for it. Um, and, yeah, I have thought about it, but it's – I don't know. I feel like yoga is something I like doing as my hobby, and I feel like being certified in it would kind of pressure me to change it into a job or – yeah, do it more of a serious yeah, like for a living kind of thing. And I I want to keep yoga sacred as my hobby. <laughs> if yes,
0: that makes Once sense. something it does. Once something becomes work or becomes your job, it's just no longer your escape anymore. So I totally get that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, that is definitely the biggest reason that I haven't gone for my certification. I have had like previous yoga teachers tell me I should get it, like just to have yeah. it. Yeah. But I don't know, that's just not, it's not calling to me (laughs) to do that. Maybe it will one day and maybe it'll stay
0: a hobby. Yeah. So (laughs) I want to ask you, I want to talk about YouTube because obviously, you know, we found each other on YouTube. I love your videos. We make similar content. You do, I feel like your niche is fully like, I tried XYZ, all fitness (laughs) challenges. I do those like once a month or twice a month, but you are doing them like- It looks like every week, so I definitely want to get into like how you're staying consistent and all of that, but let's just start with like why and when did you start your channel?
1: So my social media journey began on Instagram first. That was my big thing. Oh. Yeah, and I started my Instagram actually because I was seeing this sort of like glimpse into this fitness Instagram community. And I was seeing kind of just, like, one-sided look of things. Like, I was seeing a lot of, you know, the people that like going to the gym and that whole world. But I wasn't really seeing, like, kind of, like, people that work full-time and want to stay active. Like, there was definitely a lot of saturation with, yeah, like, personal trainers or people that are active full-time. Like, that's their job to do that. And I kind of wanted to start like sharing how I stay healthy while working the crazy hours that I do. Um, and I was also seeing actually people, other people, <laughs> posting um, yoga photos or trying, to, people trying to get into yoga. And they were they had kind of incorrect form, I would say, like people trying headstands for the first time and kind of taking these weird, wild ways of trying to get into a headstand. And, you know, I watch them on Instagram. I watch these videos and I'm like, don't do that. Like you're going to hurt yourself, <laughs> especially, you know, doing these things like headstands where there is a lot of room for error and you could get yeah. seriously injured. I just wanted to try and share kind of healthier ways to get into headstands <laughs> specifically, things like that. And that's how I started my Instagram and that's, yeah, that's where everything kind of took off. And then I kind of formed this little Instagram community. And I decided one day that I wanted to do a challenge. And I was going to do 100 sit ups every single day for a month. And it wasn't even because, you know, I know that abs are made in the kitchen, you know, all these, (laughs) all these things that people always say, and it wasn't even just to get visible abs or anything like that. It was just I want to challenge myself to do 100 sit-ups every every single day for a month and see if I can do it and see what I learn from it. So I started doing that and I actually formed this like group chat with some other like minded people on Instagram. Um, and we were all doing this challenge together and we're sending our daily videos into this group chat every single day of like, I just did my hundred, I just did my hundred. And it was really fun. And that was actually my first fitness video that I ever posted on YouTube, and I posted it, published it, and it kind of just sat there (laughs) for a very long time, did not get any views, did not anything, and then like months after, like I want to say like four or five months after. For some reason, this video started getting views. (laughs) Yeah. And I checked it one day and it was at a 1,000 views. And I was like, oh my gosh, like my video got a 1,000 views. That's nuts. And then I checked it the next day and it was at 5,000 views. And, you know, I just kept checking it. And all of a sudden we're at like 200,000 views. And I was like, what in the world is happening here? (laughs) Like, how did that happen? And then I feel like, honestly, that is what started my... YouTube journey like I never thought of doing YouTube seriously first of all because you know I see that there are a lot of creators on YouTube it's kind of hard to break through you know the algorithm if so to speak and you know that kind of thing so I was really like just thinking to myself like you know I, I could make a million YouTube videos and probably get like two views on each video and that kind of thing. But after this video kind of like became popular, I was like, oh, maybe people like seeing me do fitness videos. And that is something I do enjoy doing. So I kind of decided to start focusing on that and diving into that. So I started doing more fitness challenges, health videos, food videos, that kind of thing. And yeah, like it, it just got people started watching and it's I incredible. not
0: but... <laughs> no, it's incredible. You do so many challenges so frequently, and it really seems like you kind of nailed down, I don't want to say the algorithm, but like the formula. Like when you look at your oldest videos, like from old to new, some of your first videos are some of your most popular videos. So it seems like you almost knew what you were doing from the start. Is that just a facade or were you... Like listening to podcasts, did you were you looking up like how to, you know, be on YouTube? Where did you get your insights from?
1: I literally had no idea. I had absolutely no idea. Were you a viewer? Were you watching other people's channels? I okay, so (laughs) the funny thing is (laughs) I never really watched other fitness YouTube channels before I started doing it. Like, yes, I was watching YouTube videos, but I was watching for the most part, like, other styles, like, whether it's, like, daily vlog channels or food channels or travel channels. I wasn't really into the fitness YouTube community, um, so I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I just – I feel like the the ideas just kind of came to me, and I didn't um, – I didn't look them up, I didn't research or anything. Like I was, you know, one of my more popular early videos that kind of started my theme that I'm doing now is I tried seven different hit workouts from different popular channels and you know, that is a popular video idea now that you know yeah. a lot of people are doing. But when I posted mine, like that wasn't really a genre yet. Yeah. Maybe it was, but if it was, I wasn't watching them. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. about it. But yeah, it was completely just an idea that came to my head and I don't know where it came from and I just kind of (laughs) ran with it. And I've definitely like formulated the structure a bit more now of my videos in terms of, you know, how I speak (laughs) in the videos. Like I give my ratings, like I give my intensity and fun factor on my YouTube videos. Like I didn't used to do that and just little things that kind of, improve while I go. Um, but yeah, I literally had no idea. I was going with the
0: wind. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, I just feel like it came intuitively to you and you're only, I mean, I just feel like you, I know I keep saying this, but you have different challenges. Like, unless it, it just looks like this, I feel like it's like multiple times a week. How are you logistically doing all of these fitness videos? I, and consistently
1: <laughs> i mean okay so i have been working from home for the past over i don't know what is it a year and a half now yeah <laughs> close to that so that definitely helps like if i was working in office right now i wouldn't have as much time to do this sort of oh, thing same. where you know i've kind of taken this opportunity i feel like you know like while i can still work from home now I can do a 30-minute workout throughout the day while I'm here and, you know, kind of edit in my spare time while I go through it. So that definitely helps. Um, But I basically, like, nowadays I honestly don't work out unless I'm filming it because I'm literally filming a workout, like, almost every single day. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I enjoy doing it, which is awesome. Like, I am never one to just kind of do the same workout for months or years like all the time so I feel like having these different YouTube channels channels having these different (laughs) YouTube challenges to do like every single week you know it's really benefiting me as well it's keeping my mind excited it's keeping my body excited I'm trying all these new things and I'm enjoying this kind of workout format where I'm just doing new things all the time and, yeah, you know, and the fact that I'm able to share my experiences on YouTube and help other people, that just makes it, you know, it's just an extra benefit. and
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: it's, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> I was doing a ton more challenges. New York City is like basically opened up like they just lifted all COVID restrictions yesterday. So things are That's nuts.
1: Ah. Yeah. So things are
0: looking up. But So I'm, I'm sort of going through a phase where I'm like, I don't really want to do these at-home challenges anymore. But <laughs> over the past year and a half, I agree with you. It kept me accountable. It kept me excited to work out every day because I was excited to film more so than even doing the workout. And I'm like you, I like to try different things. So it kept me – I feel like it's so easy when you're on lockdown and working from home to sort of just, like, be a hermit and, like, just let go because you're like – sitting at home, it's really hard to get motivated to just start working out when there's no change of scenery. So I'm with you. It's like super grateful just to have something that gets you excited like YouTube to make you want to try these new workouts and share them with people. And then you get so excited to upload them. I'm curious if you have the same feeling. It's just so rewarding uploading a challenge because you're like, wow, I did this for 30 days. I've been working on this. You get the perfect thumbnail, like you get everything, you work on it for so long and then you can finally share it and it's so rewarding.
1: Yeah. It's it's the best feeling because yeah, like so much work goes into it. Not only are you doing all of these workouts, so you know, physical energy, time, all that sort of thing into the workouts, you're also filming it every single day and you know, like it, I feel and like then also, editing, I, yeah, editing it, which takes so much time making the thumbnail description, everything. Yeah. But, and also I feel like when I'm filming my workouts, I try harder. I don't know about you, but like, yes. just the fact people that people are a watching camera on me, <laughs> yeah. like, I know that, like, I'm going to be posting this on the internet. I'm like, I have to like, go full out on this workout. Yeah. Like, cause you know, I don't want to show people that I'm slacking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know I have to I'm making sure my form is like absolutely 100% there I'm making sure I'm working the hardest I can (laughs) like yeah it's, it's definitely a big motivator
0: absolutely how long does it take you to edit and do you enjoy um, it? Because I know I feel like a lot of people enjoy it. I'm very vocal about how much I hate it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just listened to you and uh, your podcast with Taylor Woods. And yeah, I, I did hear that you hate editing <laughs> or do not like editing. But it's funny because I, my full time job, I am an editor.
0: <laughs> oh, I so, didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So, that's what I do, that's what I went to school for. So I am, like, I actually like editing, and that's what I've studied to do. Um, So, you know, it's funny that I actually like that part of the YouTube job, if if you can call it It's amazing.
0: That's probably what keeps you going with the full-time job, because for me, it's the rough cut that kills me. Like, I have fun with all of the edits and the music and everything after, but the rough cut is brutal to me when I have all these other jobs and like it just takes a lot of extra time doing that rough cut before you can even actually edit the video so how are you balancing all of that when do you find the time to edit do you ever feel like unmotivated to follow through or are you just so excited about YouTube that you don't and I think liking editing definitely helps but essentially like (laughs) How are you balancing the two? Are you editing? Sorry, I'm asking you 10 questions at once. When you're editing (laughs) your full-time job, when you say you're an editor, is it literally editing videos?
1: So yeah, my full-time job, it's a little different. So I am a visual effects editor and I work on more films and TV shows and that kind of thing. But the editing I'm doing for my full-time job is not, Like creative editing. So it's very different from what I do with my YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. It's very much more technical. It's making sure things are aligned, like frame by frame. So it is a very different job. And and yeah, sometimes, honestly, it feels like I'm editing all day because I'm editing for my job. And then, you know, in my spare time, I'm like, oh, got to edit this YouTube video. And it does get hard sometimes, depending on the video I'm doing. Like some videos, I definitely get a lot more excited to edit than others. But what I do with my editing, which is why, you know, I don't know exactly how long it takes me to edit a video.
0: I edit as I go. I wish I could do that. (laughs) I wish I could do that. You know, when like vloggers are literally editing their vlog while they're filming themselves, finishing the vlog? You know what yeah, I mean? That's like me. they'll show, they'll be like, "Yeah, I wish I could be like that." That's smart because then you don't have to sit down for hours at a time.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I'll do a workout one day, and I feel like the structure and the format of how I do my YouTube videos makes that easy. Like I post like all my videos are in a linear chronological time order, right? Where you know I don't know if you watch like Linda Sun for example, her mm-hmm. vlogs are beautiful like they're beautifully edited but you know it, it's like a, a piece of art <laughs> you know it's yes. like a masterpiece yes. it jumps back and forth she does a voice over the whole thing that is not my style like my style is very much just like this is what I'm doing this is what I it's say vloggy. it's vloggy slap it in a timeline me Yeah, too. <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of yeah it's a vlogging style of fitness challenge video yeah. <laughs> Um, so it is a lot easier for me to, you know, I work out one day and then I put all the footage on my computer and I just edit that one chunk. And the next day I work out again and then I edit that part. And then, so then at the end of the week, I only have the conclusion to edit and it makes it so much nicer.
0: (laughs) So smart. Because next week I'm doing one that's like, um, I let famous YouTubers choose my workouts. Yes, yeah i should probably at the end of every day edit that segment and then at the end of the week i'm good to go but i'm telling you right now i probably won't do that (laughs) i just it's because i don't like editing (laughs) yes exactly you know what you're inspiring me maybe i'll try it out i just feel like my schedule is so all over the place right now that it's hard to like make sure that I'll have the time to edit every single day but you it seems like your days because of your day job too it's like kind of revolves around editing so you're used to like staying on top of and organized with it yeah and
1: yeah with the kind of editing the little chunks throughout the week yeah it again it is it works better with my schedule because I do work nine to five usually more than nine to five Monday to Friday and I don't want my entire weekend to be spent editing, for example. Like, I do want that time to go outside, you know, enjoy myself, have a good relaxing weekend. And if I let all that editing fall to the weekend, that's what I'm going to do all weekend. I'm not going to like myself for it. So I feel like, yeah, like taking an hour a day, for example, to edit a little chunk of something really is better for me and not not just to be productive, but also to reward myself in the future.
0: (laughs) You're inspiring me. I'm going to try this next week and I'm going to let you know how I like it because it's true. it. (laughs) It actually, it actually saves time and it saves you that daunting task of like, oh God, I have to go sit down for a few hours and edit this video by tomorrow instead yeah. it's like just taking a little time every day. So you're inspiring me. I'm going to try it out. I'll report back on the podcast and I will report back can't to you. I can't wait do to have- hear it. <laughs> I know. We'll see how that goes. I probably won't do it, but we'll see. I'm inspired at the moment. <laughs> do you have any other specific, like I love that tip. Do you have any other specific productivity tips, like planning out your video tips, anything specific with like productivity, balancing with your full-time job, or just planning out content in general?
1: So what I do to plan out content and ideas is I, I keep a note. <laughs> you know, I have like a, an iPhone and an iMac and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like the notes app. I just yeah. have a note and it just has ideas in it, whether it's an idea from me or if it's something I saw a subscriber comment I just put all that into that note and that's where I keep like my bank of all my future videos basically. And I'll kind of have the next couple of weeks planned out for the most part. And it's kind of funny. um, I plan my content around when I will be having
0: my period. that's amazing yeah because you know it's a (laughs) pro tip everyone you heard it here first (laughs) it's
1: it's so key because yeah like I do want to keep posting you know a fitness challenge every week or at least like a week of workouts um and on my period I just I don't want to be doing for example a Caroline Gerben week on my period week like that's not gonna do anything no. good for me. <laughs> no. And that video not good would for probably anyone. be terrible too. Because yeah. yeah, like my energy would just be like, I hate everything. Yeah. So you would have nothing yeah.
0: positive to say.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, honestly, I, I plan everything around when I'll have my period. So, you know, like on the safe safe weeks when I'm like, I'm not gonna have my period that week, I will do my most kind of the more intense challenges or workouts and then on my period week like maybe I'll try some low impact workouts that week or I'll do a week of stretching or you know just kind of nicer things that I would want to be doing during that week <laughs> anyways yeah yeah. Um, yeah so definitely planning it around my life and how I will feel <laughs> is is a big thing <laughs>
0: That's smart because so often we we plan out our months and then things come up or we're feeling like shit and sometimes you can actually foresee it coming and if there's any way to like truly know how you're going to feel, especially I've never thought about that for these channels like yours that are solely physical challenges. You really do have to plan it out so that you're not burning your body out. Like I'm sure you don't do, you know, Caroline Gervan and then um, Sydney Cummings, like I'm sure you, you also switch off between all the different workouts. So you keep it exciting and you're not like killing your body. So I've never, I've actually never thought about that. That's really smart in terms of like being able to stay consistent. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So basically every month, like if I'm doing workout themes, I'll pick maybe two higher intensity ones or, you know, things that I expect to be higher intensity and then two maybe lower intensity. And I'll kind of flip flop through those depending on how I'm feeling. But yeah, it's hard. And I know that some people don't get affected as much by periods, but unfortunately, I am not one of those people.
0: <laughs> I feel I you.
1: very hardly hit by periods and It's, yeah, I got to take a break (laughs) during those times. I'm not even
0: hardly hit, but I I am when it comes to, like, the workouts. Like, I'm just so bloated and tired that it's just not going to happen. So, And also, you don't really want to be, like, on camera working out in a tight outfit when you're bloated from your period. Like, there's so many factors that I – it's a good point. Yes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, all I want to be doing is wearing – Bags of clothing, sweatpants, like big bags of Yeah, like can shirts, we like do it? Can we do like loaf?
0: a donut eating challenge during that week? <laughs> yes. That is the period week content. <laughs> yeah. So are you just planning in your notes or do you also use a Google Calendar? Like, is it just strictly like you look at your video ideas for that week and then you try something? Or are you planning it in a planner? Like, how do you plan it by week?
1: I okay so generally I will just go by the note um, I will find workouts to do and I'll just like link them directly in the notes so I remember which ones I want to try um, and then I'll just kind of keep it in my head <laughs> like my yeah. schedule and how I want to do things because again like I don't want to force it on myself like if it's in a calendar and I feel really bad that day, but in my calendar, I have to do a really intensive workout. I don't want to force myself to start that challenge that day if it's so set in stone. And if it is set in stone, I will do it because I will not stray from the calendar if it's in there. (laughs) Um, But again, you know, like, because I do want to be on YouTube long-term, hopefully, if people will Keep watching me <laughs> um, I do want to make sure yeah that I don't get burnt out that I do keep enjoying what I'm doing um, having it kind of more free form in my notes will you know overall I feel yeah. help with that and sometimes I'm doing two videos at once like if it's not a challenge video um, you know those videos where I try like seven different um, kickboxing videos or seven different upper body videos, sometimes I'll alternate those. So I won't do all of those back to back in one week. I'll alternate doing those videos. And then eventually I'll finish all seven and then be able to conclude that video. So yeah, just having that as a free form really helps. And then on the day of, I can kind of choose like, what do I feel like working out today? Do I want to do a kickbox and continue that video? Or do I want to do an upper body or, you know, whatever the
0: That's really smart because it's so easy to get burnt out with those challenges. So I, I, I agree that it's like you don't have to feel the pressure if it's not like a challenge of like do this every day for 30 days to actually do it every day that week. As long as you're, for example, letting YouTubers choose my workouts. As long as I'm having them choose my workouts, I can skip a day and like rest if it's going to keep me going and excited. So. I like that tip, like doing two at once that you still feel like you have the freedom to choose what you're in the mood for and you don't feel trapped by your YouTube. I think that's yeah. really smart. And I also mm-hmm. agree with like when it's in your calendar, it sucks to have to move it or to feel like you have to do something, which is why yeah. I only do Google Calendar so that I can like digitally just move it to Easily. the next day in 0.5 <laughs> yeah. seconds. So I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. I also, so I love every time a YouTuber comes on, I like to ask, what is, for anyone listening or selfishly me, anyone who's on YouTube or wants to start a channel themselves, sorry if you hear the New York sirens, (laughs) Um, one mindset tip for YouTube, and then one, like, logistic growth strategy tip for anyone who wants to be on YouTube or is on YouTube. A mindset tip.
1: Um... Honestly, do what feels good to you. you know, if you're trying to force a personality on yourself, for example, which I have seen um on some smaller creators like trying to embody this persona that you aren't, um, that's gonna make it so much more draining on yourself, more tiring and it's gonna feel like so much more of a chore to put on this persona and act in a certain way where if you're being just literally yourself and talking to your camera and like you're going to feel a lot better doing your YouTube videos, you're going to feel more energized and you're it's kind of like the camera is your friend. <laughs> like my camera has become my friend. It's with me all the time. Yeah. And when I turn the camera on, I don't act differently. I act as myself And I feel like that is definitely something very important to keep in mind if, you know, you're on a YouTube journey and you're trying to, you know, grow your channel and also stay sane at the same time. Definitely, yeah, just staying true to yourself. It's going to feel a lot more natural and people are going to see it as well. Like you can totally tell if someone on YouTube is being genuine versus putting on a character. Um, So I think that would be my biggest like mindset thing <laughs> for YouTube. And then, I mean, that also relates to growth tips too. Like if you're being yourself, that's going to, your energy's going to come through and, you know, people are going to like that. You don't have to pretend to be this polished person if you aren't. And if you are this polished person, don't try and act, you know, like you're not like, just, just yeah. be yourself. And the people that you want to reach will come to you,
0: <laughs> if that makes I sense. Love that. No, yeah. it makes complete sense. It's something I've been thinking about recently is like people spend so much time trying to take on this persona of someone else, but that person already exists. So not only do people come and right away pick up on what you're trying to do and pick up on that it's not authentic, and then they leave and never come back, first of all, <laughs> So, and then also, like, there's only one you. So there's no one out there trying to be you yet. But if someone stumbles across their video and they're like, across your video and they're like, hmm, this person's cool or this person's cute or whatever the adjective is, like, I've never, you know, it doesn't remind them of anyone else that they already follow. So they do want to subscribe and stick around and they're intrigued and there's only one you. Like, there's, it's a fact. There's literally no one else out there that is you. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm trying to bring more of that to my channel, not necessarily that I haven't been myself, but I agree with you. Like, I feel like I'm more I talk about more intimate topics on the podcast because it's sort of like you can just vent behind the mic. And on YouTube, you need to get to the point. You need to have a solution. You know, you need to, like, make it a little choppier. So I'm trying to figure out ways to just, like, be vulnerable on YouTube, but also not just, like, ranting someone's ear off and venting their ear off. So, it's just something right. I've been thinking about recently is like how do you be authentic and and vulnerable but also bring value? But I think that does bring value, so it's just something I've been thinking about recently.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and it is, you know, podcast versus YouTube is definitely a different format. Like yeah. podcast definitely a lot more long form conversational um where YouTube. But yeah, people sometimes do have shorter attention spans and click off faster but i feel like there is also kind of an uprising of long form youtube as well like yeah for example a recent video that i just uh published on my channel is um my review of the pamela Rife fitness health app and that video was like 25 maybe longer minutes long around there And I was, when I was posting it, like I was editing and I was posting it, I was like, oh my gosh, like this video is so long. No one's going to like it. Like who's going to want to watch a video this long? And I actually got a lot of comments saying, I really like the longer videos. Like I want your videos to all be this long. So, you know, there is definitely somewhere on YouTube for that kind of more long form type of video.
0: I've been noticing that too. Because do you know Julia and Hunter Julia and Hunter. They're a I couple so. on. They're <laughs> a couple on YouTube, and their vlogs are like fifty minutes long, like almost an hour. And I yeah. watch the whole thing because I'll put it on like while I'm cleaning my apartment, you know. And you, it's like you're hanging out with them. So I agree with exactly. you exactly.
1: Yeah. There's okay. Speaking of long form YouTube channels, so not Finnish related at all, but um, Kelsey and Peachakay. Hmm. I don't know. I don't if know she's where. Heard heard. She. She was a former employee of BuzzFeed, but she basically has her own channel and does like gaming videos now where she plays The Sims.
0: (laughs) Stop it. Yes, I love The Sims.
1: You need to watch her channel. It is amazing. I love The Sims and when I can't play, I watch her videos and it's literally like her videos could be like an hour long or close to an hour long of her playing The Sims and it's so entertaining to me and I <laughs> love watching them <laughs> I have
0: to watch that is amazing you do <laughs> okay um wow it's already been 52 minutes I feel like I could talk to you for another hour oh I, I have a few <laughs> listener questions for you that we can speed through before we get through the ending segment okay. um actually we kind of answered all of them tell us about how dances influenced your lifestyle we already answered that How long have you been doing at-home workouts?
1: Um, Okay, at-home workouts, I actually started them really at the beginning of the pandemic, which I think happened to a lot of people around the world. So I would say like March of last year, 2020. Um, And I was doing PAM workouts all the time. Like when I first started, she was the first one I found and I was just strictly doing her workouts because I didn't mm-hmm. know anyone else existed at the time.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, I guess I would say a year and a half-ish to this point. Yeah. Uh, definitely expanded my horizon since then. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been loving Lily Sabri's like weighted Pilates workouts. That is oh, so yes. up my alley because I love – Pilates but I also really like high intensity so adding the weights to it and her energy it's like perfect I want to know who yeah. your favorite YouTube workout that you've tried in the past year and a half like if you had to choose one workout on YouTube which would you oh, choose
1: oh
0: no <laughs> that's so hard <laughs> okay you could do know. like two
1: <laughs> okay good okay because I do feel like you know I have different moods sometimes yeah. I want to do something. Sometimes I want to do another thing.
0: What's your favorite dance one? Because you love the dance workouts.
1: Oh, okay. So I actually just recently did a video on this. Um, Mad Fit is definitely my dancing queen. She love. is the original uh, girl, <laughs> dance girl I found on YouTube. <laughs> She's yeah. my Pam of dance workouts. And um, hers are definitely the ones I always go back to as my like comfort. But what I like about hers is that not only does she have the dance cardio workouts, which are so fun, but she also has the dance sculpt workouts that are more, I guess you could say, ballet inspired, ballet focused. There's Mm -hmm. definitely more of a control and grace aspect to them. And I love doing those from her channel. So she has two of them so far. Um, one is called Evermore, and one is called Folklore, and they're both T Swift themed. So good, <laughs> and so yeah, good. just the combination, yeah, of the music and just the flow of the workouts. Like, I don't even feel like I'm working out when I do those videos. I literally feel like I'm dancing, and it just brings me back to my roots. And those are definitely like my top, top, top workouts. I would say.
0: I'm. S- I've been so curious about how she gets that music on there. Is she just not? You know, monetizing those videos, or like, how is she doing that?
1: I know. I actually, I DM'd her on Instagram because I was like so curious, and of course, she hasn't seen my DM because she's yeah so amazing. I'm and I'm sure she gets like ten thousand DMs every single
0: day. Hundred percent. If she ever answers you, let us know.
1: (laughs) Yes, if I ever get the answer, I will update.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, this takes us into our ending segment, which is fun facts and favorites. What is your morning routine?
1: My morning routine, I mean, it's not anything specific, but what I really make sure that I do every single morning is I have enough time to cook a good breakfast for myself and be able to eat it, not in a rush. and that is the most important thing to me because first of all in the mornings i'm very hungry i know (laughs) some people that are not hungry right in the mornings and have to kind of wait for their stomachs to settle in before they have breakfast but for me like i wake up and i'm starving so i need to eat first of all before i do anything in my day um and then yeah i just like that kind of relaxing time in the morning Like, if I had to wake up and then just, like, rush through breakfast on the go kind of thing, it just, I would feel like that for the rest of the day. So, yeah, having a good breakfast is basically my morning routine.
0: Yeah, and keep, (laughs) and, like, slowing down. I totally agree with that. When you're in a rush and have to grab and go breakfast, I agree, it just, like, derails my entire day. Yes. (laughs) So, you did kind of you mentioned one person before but what is your favorite youtube channel to watch or few favorites
1: um okay so yeah kelsey kelsey and peach first of all with her sims amazing content um second of all i really like watching recently okay so i'm really into gymnastics like watching it i don't do Mm -hmm. it um they're, they're really talented superheroes, and I'm very in awe of anything a gymnast can do. But um, I've really been following the U.S. like gymnastics girls this past year because they've been training cool. for the Olympics and whatnot. So in particular, I've been following Chelsea Memmel's journey, and she is basically, for anyone who doesn't know, <laughs> she is an old retired gymnast. She was actually in... The Olympics previously, um, like in 2006, she was in the Olympics and then she retired and had kids and she is making a comeback this year and she's absolutely incredible and she's been training um, to kind of get back into Olympic or world shape and she has a YouTube channel and posts daily, not daily, weekly vlogs of her (laughs) training and I just... I think it's so inspiring watching her like she's a mother and like with gymnasts too, it's, it's once you have children, it's hard to get your body back into doing those crazy things that <laughs> these gymnasts do. Yeah. And the fact that she's been able to do that and she's like thriving, doing that is absolutely incredible. So yeah, she's another channel that I like to watch and who else do I like to watch in terms of fitness content um Stephanie Buttermore I love watching her she's so inspiring um and just sharing her journeys along with because she studies also in health so she also has some scientific facts to back up everything she's doing I think it's a really great channel to watch if you're into fitness um and yeah I don't know I watch random stuff on YouTube a lot (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well awesome i have to check those people out because i don't follow or watch any of them
1: ah oh my gosh you have to
0: especially I the sims one <laughs> i know that one i'm watching right after this perfect <laughs> okay when do you feel your happiest when do i
1: feel my happiest oh that's another hard one because there are so many forms of happy there's like achievement happy, and then there's just bliss, relaxing happy. Um, I definitely feel very happy when I'm surrounded by my family and my cats. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, they give me a lot of joy. I am very much, I am definitely an introvert, which is a funny thing, but I like having my close family and friends around me um and my cats of course um so that is one kind of moment where I'm the most happy and it doesn't even matter what I'm doing I could just literally be sitting on a couch doing nothing but if I'm with people I love I'm just I just love it um yeah and then I guess another one would be
0: uh I don't know no that's my happiest moment that was perfect (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what would be your last meal on earth? Oh, gosh. These these have probably been the hardest
1: questions (laughs) throughout this entire podcast. Oh, my gosh.
0: They're supposed to be the fun ones. (laughs) No, these are the hard ones. (laughs) Um, You don't have to choose one thing. It's your last day. You can have all your favorite foods.
1: I can have everything. Okay. Yeah. Well, sushi for one has got to be on there. Absolutely. All, all the sushi. We're going to have, um, some lobster. (laughs) Okay. Because that's great and very rare to have. Yeah. Um, because it's expensive. (laughs) And what else are we going to have? We're going to have some sort of a beverage, like a, bubble tea because I love that <laughs> and oh my gosh I could list everything we're going to have a lot Let's, of cheese as well oh yes the cheese board of course yeah we have to have a really like a really big cheese board
0: <laughs> 100%
1: yeah
0: I don't know if that Anything goes for well dessert, with sushi and
1: bubble tea it but doesn't
0: matter you have all day that's fine <laughs>
1: For dessert, we are going to have. uh, (laughs) We're going to have something with ice cream. I think I'm craving ice cream right now because it's summer and it's hot outside. But like an ice cream sandwich. Mm. An ice cream sandwich between like we're using cinnamon buns as
0: the cookies. What? Is that a thing? Yes. Cinnamon bun?
1: Yeah. It's like an ice cream I've never sandwich. had
0: that. There's I had it with cookies. somewhere in New York.
1: Yeah. Oh, my Instead God. The I'm cookies, looking this cinnamon up. cinnamon bun. There's there's definitely somewhere in New York that does that because we have There those, has to be. Yeah. In Toronto, there's a, a few of them, so there has to be some in New York.
0: Oh, my God. I've never heard of that. I'm Googling right after this.
1: <laughs> so your next <laughs> task is to get a... Ice cream sandwich, cinnamon buns, and uh-huh. sit down and watch Kelsey and Peach K. Absolutely, while eating this ice cream sandwich.
0: Yep, can't wait. That's my night. Perfect.
1: <laughs> Where can the people find you? So, I yeah, I am on YouTube, which we've been talking about. But um, I'm also on Instagram um, on Health with Jamie. Is that what the question was supposed to ask? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm also on Instagram at healthwithjamie for more of my fitness content. And then if you wanted to follow more of my personal content, I'm just at Jamie jamiefalk, which is my name. Um, and I don't post as often there, but it's definitely more personal stuff and not entirely health and fitness focused on there. And you can also awesome. feel free to DM me on either of those accounts um, because I will be reading everything
0: perfect well thank you so much i'm so happy we finally got to chat and i will see you soon
1: i will hopefully see you i'm gonna try to see if i can make it out to new york if please (laughs) the world ever allows
0: i know please (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram, so definitely join us all there, and I will see you guys next week. Bye!